Hey, what's up? Hello, and welcome to the Me and My Friends podcast, the show highlighting the unfiltered success, failures, stories, and embarrassing moments behind some of the most inspiring people that I know. If you're looking for health and lifestyle tips, encouragement, and laughs, then you've pressed play on the right podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Lou, and I can't wait to introduce you to my friends. You're going to love them. I know I do. We say we're an education-forward wellness CBD brand. I love that. And so anyone can buy CBD from anywhere. You can get it on Amazon, your gas station, you can get it from us. But we just want you to learn something at the end of the day or when you come into our shop or go online. I am so excited to dive right into this week's episode with my friend, Sydney Tarabi. Now, Sydney owns her own CBD company called Restart CBD. She's an Under Armour athlete, a certified personal trainer and nutritionist, and she swam at the University of Texas. But more than all of that, she is consistent, she has a contagious personality, she is so much fun to be around, and she truly knows what she's talking about when it comes to health and wellness. Now, if you don't follow her yet, on social media, be sure to check out my show notes so you can learn how to stay up to date on all things Sydney Tarabi, Restart CBD, Under Armour, and everything else that she has going on in her world. We're going to dive into some of those topics on this episode of Me and My Friends, so let's just go ahead and get started. Well, good morning. Happy Thursday. Good Cheers. Morning. Cheers. I'm with so our coffee. Yeah, I'm so excited. We've already both spilled, so a little bit on our clothes. Just a little. It's okay. Austin, Texas. Yes. It's been two years. It's a long time. Yeah. Things have changed. They've changed, but for the better, I think. For the better, for sure. And I think it's great to come back to a place that you lived for a little while. I've had a lot of nostalgia as I'm driving yeah. around and I had to go straight to Arlo's Burgers food truck as yes. soon as I got oh here. Oh my god, so good. I yeah. haven't years. That bacon cheeseburger, I just... But it's crazy. You actually grew up here. You didn't move here. I grew up here, born and raised, and I never left. So I grew up uh, in like the suburbs of Austin and then I went to the University of Texas downtown, swam there, and then built a business and just kind of stuck my roots in Austin, Texas. My parents were very happy about that. Um, my mom's a super big homebody. And so I think if I were to move, um, she would, a little piece of her heart would like chip off. And so she got her wishes and all the girls, all of my two sisters and I stayed in Austin. And it's been incredible to see the change. Um, at first, I think people always ask me, they're like, well, are you like pissed that Austin's growing so much. And I mean, at first, I'm being quite honest. Yeah, it was not a fun feeling to finally feel like people discovered Austin, Texas. Yeah. But now as a business owner, as a millennial, as someone growing up, it's just like such a fun city. And it's fun to be a business here. And just people are nice. It's yeah. so like the vibe has never changed. It's just the city. is. I call it like big city... Or little city vibes, big city dreams. Yeah, I love that. I totally feel that here too. Yeah, Yeah, growing up, so I was actually born in Austin. Okay, cool. Um, My parents, my dad went to UT for his Uh master's in pharmacy. So that's where they were down here and I was born. Yeah. And I only lived here for less than a year, I think, before they moved and he finished school and went back to Virginia and then back to Michigan. Mm -hmm. And my entire life growing up, I just had this big dream of like, I'm a Texas girl. Mm -hmm. I want to live in Texas. (laughs) But that was my thing. Like my first AIM little chat name was like Texas Chicky. Yes. I just totally lived up to this Texas vibe. And then when I moved here two or three years ago, I guess for a little while, mm-hmm. I had never been back. So like, you know what? I'm 24. We're moving to Texas. Yeah. And I just came and I was like, I don't even know what I was expecting because it yeah. is just 
everything and more. Like every possible food, every possible yeah, dream. Yeah, we're spoiled. Austin has some good food, for sure. Yeah. I love Nashville, but Nashville, you need to step up your food game. Austin has I've never been to Nashville. I've heard people compare the two, though. They do. Is that a true statement? Is it like a false statement? I will be completely (laughs) honest. So when I was thinking about moving to Austin, I was living in Michigan, and I would travel to Nashville at least once a month. Mm -hmm. And I love Nashville. Obviously I live there now, but I was in love with Nashville when I lived in Michigan. And so when I had got the news that we were officially moving to Austin for a little while, I was excited because I'd always had this Texas Mm -hmm. girl dream and I was finally going to live it out and, you know, follow my parents' footsteps and be in Austin. But everybody was saying like, it's just like Nashville. There's going to be no difference at all. You're going to absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And I got here and everyone said to go to Dirty Six. Don't go there. <laughs> you went though. Now I know. But yeah. I went that was the first place I went and I'm expecting Nashville. Like yeah. Broadway is just like a whole nother experience. Yeah. So I went to Dirty Six and it is grungy, biker bar, dirty vibes, and I cried. The I name like, Dirty, like it's pretty yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's dirty. Yeah. And so I the first day I was just like, what have I done? This is not Nashville. And then it obviously grew on me once you get yes. to know the neighborhoods and the food and like yes. all of the other things are amazing. But Dirty Six is not the first place you should go if you are comparing. It's not the first place, <laughs> nor should it be the second. But I think that you should absolutely experience Dirty Six mm-hmm. to just know what people talk about. Yeah. Um, but know that there's a lot more to Austin, Texas. Just yeah. like it's not like te- I feel like te- Texas is also put in this category of cowboys and like riding horses and it's like a very stereotyped thing and then you come to Austin and there is that aspect. Obviously there's cowboys, there's like Allen Boots. Big trucks. Big trucks. <laughs> but it's very like a tech oriented city. Yeah. So it's very much uh, I would Compared to like a really mini like San Francisco in a sense. Yeah, actually. You know? Yeah. But we still have our, our quirks. Keep Austin weird. You know, all those sayings. Yeah. Um, Dirty Six, go to it, but maybe like give it some time. Don't be the first stop off the plane. I went to Dirty Six as an under 21 year old. And when I turned 21 on my 21st birthday, I went to Dirty and I felt old as a 21 year old. Oh boy. That's like the vibe you get. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like I did this. I turned 21. Woo woo. And then I like did not like being on dirty. So we upgraded and we went to a few other places. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me more about kind of post-college moving mm-hmm. into the fitness industry. How did you get started with everything? Because we met when you were instructing at a local fitness studio yeah. here. Yeah. And then, yeah, you've just done so much since then. So oh give me the full rundown. Um, so I'll backtrack it to like a little bit in college because that pushes into my career and professional life, but I swam at the University of Texas for a year. And so I've always been an athlete growing up, very active, uh, really into fitness, but realized after I stopped swimming, I didn't know how to like work out on my own. I was always been coached and always swam. And so that's kind of where also like the class pass started to come out. And like, there was one called like, uh, mob fitness that was like a dollar a month unlimited classes and what? then yada yada it was like when those was like apps started to come out yeah like it sounds like a terrible fitness. business model but i love it i'm here for I it i committed to it i made like 10 different emails and it worked out and yeah. i had like so many free months but anyways um so i started using class pass as like my gateway into finding out like what i like to do outside of swimming so i was going to spin classes i was doing run classes yoga pilates um little things on my own weight training watching youtube videos and really started to figure out what it was like to one explore the city through these fitness studios because austin is very much full of a lot of 
um, small boutique style studios. Yeah. And then two, just figure out what I liked. Cause I loved swimming, but I was very much done. That chapter had closed on my life. And I wanted to know, you know, did I like spinning? Do I like to lift weights? Do I like Pilates? And mm-hmm. kind of figure my life out. While I was doing class pass, my sister, Shada, she had started a blog because she was traveling for work, um, eating in places like in Ireland, in France, in Chicago, and like writing about these experiences. And she was like, ooh, like Sydney, like I'm starting a blog, like you should also start a blog. I was like, Shada, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like bloggers, Instagrammers just like want to talk about themselves. And that's very unlike me. I call myself an introverted extrovert. Yeah. I love to be social. I love to talk to people, but I very much like enjoy like my personal space and my time. And so that just didn't like necessarily fit my mold, but she convinced me. I started my blog Spin City because at the time I loved spinning. I figured out I really liked indoor spin classes. Um, and that was what, like about four years ago. And then from there, I started to like get to know the community more. The fitness community is very small here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really get to know people and we, our headquarters of Whole Foods is downtown. So anytime you go into Whole Foods, you run into someone there, yeah. that you know, um, and then kind of molded more into, I was doing like class pass reviews of studios and classes and then really started to hone on what I actually liked. So I liked weight training. I liked hit conditioning. I liked spin classes. Um, and started to go more into the realm of this is what I like to do, fitness platform, wellness platform. Um, and then like fast forward, maybe a year into my blog, I became a spin instructor at a local studio and that just transitioned into me working at crush fitness, which was a local studio psych fitness, RIP though. They are closed down now. (laughs) Um, well, both of them are closed down now. I don't want to say it's me, but like I left well before all this happened, but (laughs) we made, yeah, we made that transition. And then I ended up, um, loving spin so much and crush so much that I wanted to transition into a full time, just like fitness blogger, personal trainer. That was not my plan in college. My college plan was to become a dentist and so my parents were um supportive of my transition but they were like okay this is really cute but like in a couple years like you're definitely gonna go back and like go to dental school and I was like yeah for sure of course it's gonna happen yeah my mom was a little bit sad still to this day she'll probably bring up if I were to be like hey like I'd love to go back to school for dental she'd be like oh my gosh okay like do it yeah I'm gonna do that (laughs) I've been waiting for this day day. yeah but my parents are really supportive so they supported my transition to like wanting to become a full-time blogger and that was my dream at the time and through there I just found out again like what I like to do uh found out about this place called athletic outcomes which is like Oh my gosh, my saving grace. It reminded me of my athlete years. They had like a recovery aspect. They had a very like functional fitness performance training aspect. That's where I started to become more of a personal trainer and a group instructor coach as opposed to just like a group fitness trainer and a spin instructor. So yeah. I so I transitioned from like spinning to more weightlifting and um, coaching. Um, and that's really where I started to like feel good and thrive. And it was just a really great community of people. The owners are from Chicago. They moved to Austin. They built their studio. Anyone I feel like you asked in Austin knows about athletic outcomes and just like has only good things to say about yeah. them. So I was really lucky to be taken under their wing as, and they're just really knowledgeable people. So it was fun, like as this new, fresh, wanting to become a trainer, learning from them because yeah. I just valued their opinions so much. Um, and they kind of molded me into the trainer I had become and who I am. And so, um, was personal training for a long time. I studied nutrition in college. So I was also coaching my clients on nutrition and that was my full-time job and I loved it. Um, 
I don't do that anymore because then it transitioned into, I don't know if you've heard of CBD, but it's oh, the top of the top everywhere. <laughs> and so especially in Austin, in a place that marijuana is illegal, I think that CBD has gotten its chance to like thrive. Yeah. And so we really latched onto it. And so back in college, um, story time, my sister was in a car wreck, which is why we got into the CBD business because we were always looking for like an alternative medicine to help her post accident. Yeah, wow. Um, she broke her pelvis, had really sharp pains, and had was supposed to get surgery, um, but we're trying to like void it off. Yeah. And our mom like discovered CBD by like googling the internet <laughs> and was like, "Ooh, the CBD stuff that like is in the pot that you smoke. Like here, try taking it like on its own as like a tincture and like this way." And long story short, like fast forward, it helped her. And we started making like our own little vials and tinctures at home, but never really did anything about that. And this was like during my college years. Um, I love that your mom was so open to that too. She's like, ooh, let's try this. It's oh hot, but it's not hot. Because when my mom found out that yeah. I was like trying different CBD creams and all yeah. these things, my mom was like, whoa, that's illegal. You need to be careful. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what's in that chapstick? And yeah. I'm like, yes, mom. I did my research. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, so our family is very open and... They well, I I call Shada my sister the recreational side of cannabis. I am very much like the medicinal side, the CBD side, and so our mom knew that Shada smoked, which is why I think they were like okay with it. They're more open about things. Okay, um, but like again, it's one of like an alternative medicine. Like yeah. when you go to we have like a local like people's pharmacy. When you go and you get like oregano shots or like your morning juices or like want to take like turmeric and yeah, those are natural alternatives for like anti-inflammatory and relieving pain. Right. CBD was just like another avenue. It just like had deemed like the cannabis umbrella um, that people put a negative connotation on. And so in my eyes, as Shada was taking it, I was deeming it kind of like your mom, like, whoa, like my pothead sister is taking CBD <laughs> stuff. Like, I don't know about this. Like, mom, you're kind of crazy. And then it helped her and that kind of helped me open my eyes and be a little bit more um, open to CBD and THC and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, But again, like I was an athlete in college. I never really smoked. I was not my thing and I didn't want to touch it. So we kind of like sat on product. Our mom like kept making it and trying to like get us to use it and uh, fast forward and CBD became... uh, pretty popular. I feel like it blew up over the past two years. Where it blew up. Yeah. Um, I think it was like fusion on like Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. I had like clients of mine asking me about CBD and I had friends ask me about it because they knew that we made it at home. And so I sort of, we started to do more research. We had been creating products for so long um, and decided to launch the business because Shada was unhappy with her job and she got let go. And then I was happy doing what I was doing, but I didn't necessarily want to personal train for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that was my calling. I really enjoyed helping people, but I knew that wasn't going to be like my like end all be all. And so we launched the business Restart CBD uh, as the name of it about a little over a year ago, right on like the cusp. Like we yeah. didn't plan it, but it was like, okay, people are talking about it. It's like normal. We're ready for this transition. Let's just do it. Yeah. So it was like a long like Labor Day weekend, I think. We came up with like the name, the colors. It was very like fast. Yeah. And launched it to the public. Um, and then ever since then, it's been over a year and like the community response has been unreal. Yeah. Um, I think like having our blogger background, I think being a personal trainer and nutritionist, I think Shada going more the recreational side, we're kind of in a sense, like covering all the aspects 
and we're able to relate to people in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been really fun to just educate the consumer and for to educate myself from being like a non-believer to a believer. Yeah, that's cool to hear that side of it because I've definitely heard, you know, people are very hesitant and skeptical. Yeah. And I was, I guess, just more so curious in the beginning. And yeah. I needed to get all my education and bases covered before I committed to for sure taking it myself and then also recommending it to other people. But one yeah. thing that I've really seen is, especially through research, it's not all created equal, which I'm sure you definitely know being in the business, but since it has just blown up over the course Mm -hmm. of the past couple of years, I think that so many people have started businesses without doing the research and the Mm -hmm. education. And they just thought, here's a good way to make a quick buck because it's a hot topic on the market right now. CBD is a buzzword, whether it's good or bad, it's going to draw attention. And so one thing that I've noticed for me is doing the research, I mean, you have to really understand what is in the CBD that you're taking. For sure. 100%. Yeah. There's so much on the market. There's no regulation. Like, I like to equate CBD, the CBD market, to, like, the alcohol market as far as, like, um, you should look for, like, there's bottom shelf and top shelf. There's, you know, a craft beer, and there's also, like, your college, like, Natty Light. You know what I mean? Like, they're both going to do something, but, like, where are the ingredients sourced? How is it created? Where is it coming from? What's the branding behind? What do they stand for? Yeah. And so um, the alcohol world is obviously very much more regulated. CBD cannabis world is very much not. Right. And so people can put whatever they want on the label. They can say whatever they want on a website, and no one's going to stop them because right now there's no rules. Yeah. Which is exciting for like a new business for us it was a new territory that we're like oh we have this huge platform like we can you know create our like really clean ingredient products and like share that to our consumers but not everyone has morals right intentions and so you do see a lot of brands popping up um and we see it all the time where it's just really missing misinformation and not only are you like selling a really bad product to someone and just trying to make money but it does no justice for cannabis. Right. And so when someone even, we have people that come in for anxiety, for pain, for nerve damage, for sleep uh, insomnia, they want CB to be the answer. Mm-hmm. And it can be. But if they have a poor experience with, let's say, like another brand or another company, they may never touch CBD again. Right. And that's really unfortunate because it does help a lot of people. Yeah. And so for us, we're just like, it's our passion project of trying just like, educate the consumer and just like shake them be like there is so much more out there so like when people come in uh they're like oh i got this cbd like from like my local gas station oh my gosh that makes me cringe but they sell it there they sell it there and it may or may not be good cbd i will not say yes or no but it's you could probably find something a little bit more high quality just yeah do your research do your research (laughs) yeah and if they have like a good website that's a good indicator that like at least Mm -hmm. they tried you know what I mean? Right. One thing I've heard, I've read too is make sure that they have all of their testing yes. accessible to the public. Yes. You need to make sure that it's third party tested. Full transparency. Absolutely. That's what we're about is full transparency. And if they don't have it on their website, you can email them. Yes. If they give it to you, great. If they don't, again, like probably not a very reliable source. I honestly was looking at a really a pretty bigger company's website like the other day and I couldn't find their test results. And so I emailed them as just like Sydney Tarabi, not like owner of a CBD business, being right. like, hey, like, I'm just curious where are your test results? Because their wording was a little bit off. As someone who's in the business, I like kind of like picked onto it. Yeah. And they would not give me the test results. 
And I was like, listen, I have my tutorials posted everywhere on my website. I yeah. literally don't care because I, I know what my product is good. Right. And for them to be just advocating for like all their stuff, I can get into it and not provide me with like information just like felt like gut wrenching. Yeah. So it's just, it's wild. And so yeah, look for test results, look for like the ingredients. This tells you a lot. Make sure there's actually like CBD in your product. Sometimes people just say there's CBD and it's like, a 1% out of like all of it. And right. That's not going to help anybody. So many fillers. And yes. A lot of people, I've had people message me. Well, I've had a lot of brands send mm-hmm. me messages saying, I'd love to send you my CBD for you to try. Yeah. And I always look first to make sure that at least they have the test results available and right. I'll try it. But when I get the packaging, a lot of times they're not, none of them are similar at yeah. all. And it's just interesting it's to also see different. what people can fall for if they don't know and yeah. don't have any education behind it. And I didn't at first, I tried several different kinds that I yeah, probably wouldn't go back to. Yeah. But you it's learn. Just, it's, that's it too. It's just like being experimentational and like opening your mind up and trying new products. Like you're not going to like every coffee you drink. Right. You're not going to like every, uh, orange sweater that you try on but you try them on and you figure out what you like right and so for us like a gut and again like another reason why we launched the business was for me personally like we launched with just a cbd isolate product which means it contained no thc at all just cbd and it was really high purity just mct coconut oil like that those are the only two ingredients because when we were doing our own research in the market being an athlete, like I couldn't consume THC products. Right. I was going to get drug tested no matter if it was like a 0.1% or like a 10%. Like I didn't want it in my body. And so we just couldn't find a company that was transparent. We couldn't find a company that was just like simple ingredients and we couldn't find a a company that just sold like CBD, not a THC product. And so we launched with just those with like my mindset, uh, in mind. Um, and like targeting more of the people that are like me who right. were a little bit more skeptical, a little bit more hesitant, have never really touched like marijuana and were scared or a little like, you know, apprehensive. And so that was like our biggest, um, demographic and then quickly turned into more, okay, well like full spectrum that does contain the THC. People are asking for it. We believe in that product as well. Let's now create a full spectrum product that is again simple ingredients. Like right. I don't need it to taste like lemon drop candies. Right. I just need it to be CBD. Like yeah. it's just it's really simple stuff. And so we are always we say we're a uh, wellness education forward wellness CBD brand. I love that. And so anyone can buy CBD from anywhere. You can get it on Amazon. Your gas station you can get it from us. But we just want you to learn something at the end of the day or when you come into our shop or go online. Yeah. Just like educate yourself. Right. Yeah. So for someone that's listening that has never tried CBD, Mm -hmm. I think one question that I get every once in a while is like, well, what do you feel? Like, what does it make you feel like? Because there is that wrap up of, is it going to give you a high? Yeah. Are you going to feel something in your body? I'm looking to maybe relieve stress or anxiety. Am Mm -hmm. I going to feel like I just took an Adderall yeah. or so like what do you tell people when they ask you that question yeah because I thought I was gonna get high the first time I took it for sure <laughs> like me four years ago I was like oh my gosh like I'm doing CBD <laughs> um but no in Texas since marijuana is illegal all of our CBD products contain less than 0.3% of THC and that's because it comes from industrial hemp not marijuana, which are two separate plants. In marijuana, it's not legal everywhere. Their percentages are usually like 5% or above of THC, which is where you get like the psychoactive effect. Okay. CBD is non-psychoactive. It's just uh, the anti-inflammatory pain relieving. 
And essentially what you feel is, it sounds kind of funny, but it's like almost um, the non-feeling. So like if you feel anxious, you don't feel anxious. If you feel pain, you don't feel pain. And so it's not like that simple in the mechanics of how it works in your body. But once you feel like you've reached your dose, for me, I consider myself a pretty healthy individual. I'm lucky enough to not deal with a lot of stress and anxiety always um, or like insomnia or chronic pain. But I take CBD every day. Every night before I go to bed. That's like my routine. Oh, it's yeah. The Morning, nice... noon, and night. I love CBD. I love it's CBD. It's changed my life. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's it. It's like I know what my body feels like when I take it. I feel like a good, well-rounded, uh, leveled individual. And when I don't take it, it's absolutely where I feel like I need it. Yeah. It's not that I'm... If people are like, oh, well, are you really like, addicted to it? I'm like, no. But like I can definitely like go off of it and be okay. But I know that I feel good when I take it. Right. Another... For me, a personal story, another reason why I really started taking CBD and looking into it because in college, I was very much on and off birth control mm-hmm. um, for swimming purposes, my period, whatever it was, um, PMSing, and was on and off of it probably about four or five different times throughout like my college career. Finally, was like, nope, I'm stopping birth control. I don't want these hormones in my body. I am done with it. So yeah. I haven't been on birth control in probably like three or four years. Um, but I only just got my period back maybe a year ago. Wow. So I didn't have my period for two years. Wow. And I went to the doctor, gynecologist. They couldn't really explain it. I was, again, like working out, eating pretty clean. I eat like a paleo diet. Um, and just, they couldn't explain it. And so finally I was reading that like CBD again, like I think your body goes through different stressors. Yeah. And so I started taking CBD really consistently, really religiously about six months before we launched our business. And around the time we launched, I got my period. Love that. Out of the blue. I remember distinctly like being in the bathroom and be like, what? is this <laughs> I was so confused I hadn't had it in years and it's I like was your like, first time all over again honestly Mom. <laughs> yes yes I was like something's happening okay like we have our period and I had not changed my diet I didn't change my, like my workout style I didn't change like a lot if anything I was probably like less stressed um and it was just the CBD and so since then I've had like a consistent period I don't take birth control still I take CBD all the time and yeah like, again, like haven't changed a lot in my lifestyle. And so that has been like my, also my tipping point of why I'm like such a huge advocate for it because it's again, like another healthy alternative where you don't have to go and like take all of these like medications or like figure things out. Right. CBD could be your answer for not just like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. But for me, it was your hormones are now in balance because it helps like regulate your, what your stress or whatever's going on internally. It helped me with that. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, my biggest push into like the CBD world. Like, oh my gosh. If you're having issues, like maybe try CBD. You know, it could be your answer. Well, and it's interesting that for so many people, myself mm-hmm. included growing up, that when you have some sort of an issue, it's automatically, what band-aid can we put on this? What prescription can mm-hmm. we give you? I mean, my dad's a pharmacist, so I grew up, that's just the mental yeah. aspect and the thinking of it. And the more research I've done, and the more I've grown into having my own thoughts and opinions, I do believe that finding an alternative solution yeah. and getting away from some of those prescriptions, don't get me wrong, there are definitely some that are fantastic. I agree. 100%. But I think getting back to the basics of real whole food diet and trying natural alternative solutions to some of these issues. I mean, they've definitely helped me. They've obviously helped you. Yeah. It's just an incredible way to look at. No, it's it's crazy. crazy. We get a lot of people that come in and 
they are like, well, is it going to help me with this? Can it help me with that? And I go, it can. But also, like, CBD helped me. And I'm sure, like, if I were to, like, go and, like, write down everything I did, I would have, like, changed all this. But it could have also changed other things in my life. But it's not, like, the end-all be-all. Right. You do have to make those lifestyle changes to make it extremely beneficial. And so people come in like, well, this helped me um, with my chronic pain. And I'm like, it can absolutely mitigate that. But also, like, how is your uh, nutrition? Right. Are you walking? Like, little aspects of just being physically active and just a healthier lifestyle you need like the everything to yeah. make it actually. If you're sitting on the couch eating McDonald's, CBD isn't gonna, gonna be the much. answer. It may just make you a little sleepy. That's about it. Right. Yeah. But no, it's so it's not like the magic pill. Like everyone kind of sees it out to be, but it can be an alternative solution. And like you said earlier, like there are great medications out there. And I'm not telling you to, like go off your medications. People are coming in and they're like, "Well, I want to go off my medications." Blah, blah blah. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not a doctor. I'm not your doctor." Go talk to your doctor. I did not know you had a storefront. Yeah. We we opened the storefront. Well, we launched with just the e-commerce. Okay. Because we wanted, we had this idea of like, we're just going to sell online. We're going to travel the world. We're going to do this. <laughs> and we're going to like, oh, the business online. It's going to be great. Yeah. So difficult. I'm not like the techie. Shade is definitely the techie side of things. So difficult, like building an online platform. And then also building a business like back then, a year ago, cannabis is a high risk merchants Mm -hmm. so being cbd we're in cannabis and selling product online like typical processors didn't want to carry us like square or um what's it called i I can't even think of the names but like stripe Mm -hmm. typical things like online they didn't want to touch us they're like no 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 and so selling online we were getting some sales but like it was not sustainable yeah it's like okay like we need to take a little like 180 flip and like let's maybe think about opening a storefront just as like a pop-up, answer questions, get people yeah. comfortable with just like purchasing something online maybe in the future. That like little pop-up turned into people, it was our, it's our biggest, you know, um, income right now. It's our yeah. retail store for sure. And so uh, had our shop maybe like three or four months in. So we've had our new location though for about four months. But started as a pop-up in front of our like our parents' like insurance office. It was like in a warehouse. It was super small, like no windows really grungy people like pull in and be like oh okay it's like this is I found it I'm like yes it's like two like blonde like white girls here to greet you for CBD but like the outside looks like Dungeness grungy warehouse yes it was not good and so we we moved to the new location that has like huge windows it's super nice it's very clean and like our old customers we have a lot of returning customers come and be like oh this is your new spot like it looks a lot better. And you're like, yeah, thank you. Like, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> Yeah. But so, like, we had to open a retail because people do have the questions. And like I said, like, we are an educational first CBD brand. And so we wanted to answer those. Yeah. And people definitely also like referring to us as, like, the hashtag CBD sisters. And so people come in like, oh, you're the sister, like, the athlete. Or, like, the good of my sister, my Shada. And say, oh, you're the sister that was, like, in the accident. <laughs> like, our story's online. And you're just like, yep, like, that's yep. us. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny. People, like, relating, like, a brand to a story to a product. And it just makes yeah. it all worthwhile. I love that. I know you and your sister do travel quite a bit. How do you tie yeah. it all together? And you're also um, an athlete with Under Armour, yes. which is amazing. Thank you, yeah. So how do you transition and make that all fit? I think so many people have you know big goals and aspirations mm-hmm. to do something like that or to be a blogger or to start their own company yeah. but they have another obligation maybe another job maybe mm-hmm. it's 
kids and they're not sure how to balance it all, but you seem to do a really good job. I appreciate that. I definitely try to balance my work and personal life. Um, when I started my blog, I think like I mentioned, I wanted to make it full time, just be a blogger, just be an Instagrammer. And that was what I was going to do. And I quickly realized that it's really, really difficult. So all my friends that do do it full time, holy guacamole, like congratulations, because it's a lot of work. And so not that I didn't want to do that work, but I just didn't want to take the fun out of blogging. Yeah. And for me, I feel like turning into a business was going to take the fun out of it. More of like Mm -hmm. an obligation. I think so many people have this idea that, oh, it's so nice. I just want to be an Instagram influencer or a blogger and I'll maybe write a blog post today. And like, that's the job and it's going to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there, that is such a filter behind what's actually going on. If the people are successful in that industry. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like one little step. And like, again, the people that do it successfully, like I value them and I'm like, that's amazing because I, I just, it was not in my calling. Yeah. Um, but I think that even just having that platform and keeping, I'm more like on Instagram now I have a website, but I honestly don't blog a lot anymore. Yeah. Um, but having my Instagram platform transitioned me into Under Armour finding me and they liked, they were trying to open up like a market in Austin and just found me by like searching Google being like Austin influencers, like fitness influencers. And I popped up. And I had a, like a meeting with one of the managers and really vibed with them and clicked with them. And um, it's been like a really a dream partnership. I didn't know what to expect going into it. I've heard like horror stories of like friends working with like other big brands and going under contract. And it really scared me. And I almost like didn't want to sign it because of that aspect. Yeah. But something in me was like, Sydney, like you've been waiting for the opportunity like this. Take the opportunity in because I'm in contract for a couple of years in a couple of years like if it goes well great if it yeah. doesn't go well then you just had a couple of years no big deal right but it's been such a dream partnership I'm very fortunate that uh, the people that I work with are they're like on my side and they really advocate for me for being such a huge corporation they make you feel really special and I think that's why I love it so much yeah and with that I'm able to travel with Under Armour to places that I've never been to And so I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks with them to do a campaign. I went to Ibiza earlier this year. Ibiza. For like people that go there. Yeah. And it was off season. I did not party. It was for like a run camp. But like opportunities like that that I would not have gone to Ibiza on my own. Probably in like at least like another five or ten years. Right. But they gave me that opportunity. And they value me and they value like my platform even though I'm not a full-time they are like you have a voice and you have a really loyal following and you are true to yourself and I think that's the biggest thing um with friends or colleagues or whoever's on the internet is it's really easy to get lost into what people are going to like right and not state your opinion and mm-hmm. how you feel and so I've always just tried to be very like real and raw and sometimes that gets me in trouble but sometimes it you know, benefits me. Yeah. Um, but just trying to be true to yourself. And that's, I think what they value the most. And so that's been like a dream partnership. Um, but Shane and I do travel a lot for whether it's for fun, for conferences, we try to be out in the community as quote unquote thought leaders. is what we call it. As far as like cannabis goes for me, it's more of the CBD athletic side for her. It's more of the CBD tech side. Yeah. Um, and just bring brand awareness through conferences, through speaking opportunities, through panels, through podcasts. Yeah. Um, we're able to travel, but it's like a work personal balance, right? Of course, yeah, because we love traveling, it's the best. Yeah. I, I did not travel a lot 
in high school, college, I think because of swimming, because it kind of uh, limited me on my free time. Yeah. But after that, I went on my first, we go on like family vacations a lot together. Like now that we're grown, Christmas comes around, we're like, we don't really need gifts. Let's just like go on a family, like create memories. Yeah. And so that's kind of where our like travel bug started to happen. And then Shada was traveling for work and she was like, you should go on like a sister trip. And I went with her and it was just like so much fun. I think we did like Seattle or something. That's just the best time. And you just learn so much about like a different city, yeah. the culture, the experience. Um, so I like always encourage people to travel, whether it's like a couple hours away to like another city or like trotting the globe, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, we were chatting the other day, a couple friends and I were talking about someone had posted on Facebook. I think it was, it was a middle-aged woman and she was just, I think she was more curious, but also you could tell frustrated in her status, I guess. Is that what they're called? I don't even really use Facebook that often anymore. (laughs) I guess it's a status, but she was saying, I just don't understand how all of these millennials are able to travel and do whatever they want and mm-hmm. still make money. And it really got me thinking because I, I was not raised a huge travel bug. We did do a, f- a couple of family vacations and my family thinks I'm absurd for how often I travel. Yeah. But I really think that, like you were just saying, you know, travel is so important to me and so mm-hmm. many people love to do it, but they're not sure how to do it and yeah. not sure where to start. Yeah. Just pick a destination and go and don't overthink it. I yeah. Mean, I mean... <laughs> Do I, is traveling expensive? Absolutely. Like it can put a hinder in your, uh, budget, but it doesn't have to be like this extravagant, crazy experience. Like you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, like go and find like a cheap flight or again, like rent a car, like drive like a couple hours to a different like city you've never been to, like within your state. I hotwire all the time. Exactly. It's It's cheap. It can be done. It's just a matter of like how important is it to you? And, like, you don't have to do it every weekend, you right. know? Like, I don't trot the globe every weekend or go places. I'm fortunate that I'm in a position where Under Armour, yes, like, can help me travel. Uh, but it wasn't always like that. Right. And, like, three, four years ago, I could not travel like this. I maybe went somewhere, like, once a year. But it that opportunity has led me here where I value it so much that I make time for it. Right. And I budget out enough money to be like, okay, I'm going to, like... Uh, I'm going to like uh, where? Where do I want to pick? Denver. <laughs> We're to Denver this weekend. From Austin to Denver, the flights are usually pretty cheap. So like, yeah. I pick places where like one I think I'll enjoy, two where flights are cheaper, and make like a weekend out of it. Yeah. And like make it. You don't have to. And then go to a place where maybe like for me I love activities. So like hiking is free. Yes. Going, you know, hanging out, like walking around a town is free. Uh, you can find like really cheap happy hours. You can find like mm-hmm. your class pass and like go to like I don't know DM people on Instagram who like. Do classes in other cities. Most likely they'll let you, like, hop in a class of theirs. Right. There's ways around it. Absolutely. And, and so I think um, it's just taking that initial, like, scary step. Yeah. And just doing it one yeah. time. The internet's just provided us with so many ways to yes. kind of get around some of the... It's loopholes, really. Loopholes, exactly. It <laughs> memories are memories. Yeah, I think that money is great, but I like, I want to spend my money on travel. Yeah. You can always make more money. You can always make more money. You're... I, I was listening to a podcast earlier today too that it was like like a happy podcast or like about happiness and they're like no one ever like on their deathbed is like man I wish I would have worked more yeah you know what I mean and it's like yeah no one ever wants to go to work I mean maybe if you do like I enjoy it but like obviously there are days where I'm like god damn it like I don't want to go into yeah <laughs> but you take your hard work and do something with it it's I just, just went great. to Vegas for the first time a couple weeks ago Ooh. oh my god it yeah. was an experience that place is expensive. No I, joke. I think I spent, no joke, $100 on two drinks. Yes. 
Yeah. Two drinks. My roommate and I did a cross-country road trip in April, and uh-huh. Vegas was a one-night destination. Yeah. So we went out, and it was about halfway through our road trip, so we weren't really spending, planning on spending a lot of money. Yeah. So we ended up going to some club where the chain smokers were playing, mm. and we were just I saw like, the chain smokers. Did you? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my gosh. We're actually going to see them in a couple of days, I think, so um, back in Nashville. They're great. I'm excited for you. Um, but yeah, we, we were like, let's get soda water because soda water is free yeah. in Nashville. Yes. Let's get a couple soda waters. We'll see if anyone comes up to us and wants to buy yes, our drinks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I go to the bartender and I say, hey, just two soda waters and lime. And he says, that'll be $14. And I could, I was like, well, are you putting vodka in there? Like, right. what, what, what do you mean $14? Right. Just, but that's Vegas. It's water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It, it. it was an experience. I'm glad I went, but, like, way too expensive. I will not go back for another 365 days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like once a year, maybe. Once a year is just enough. Plenty. Yeah. Both, like, on the financial side and, like, the personal, emotional side. It's a lot. It's just, like, my lifestyle here is very much, like, healthy, holistic, waking up early, working out, going to yeah. bed early. And there I was like up till like 4 a.m., woke up at 12, did it all again, and I just didn't know who I was. That it was fun. I, I enjoyed and absorbed the experience, but time and place. Yeah. yeah. Now I know. Okay, I want to close it out with a couple questions yeah. that are just kind of like random, yeah. fun ones. Tell me a story, because there has to be something embarrassing that has happened to you while you're working out or while you're teaching someone, like, in a studio class. Oh, my God. Um, while I'm working out, I think one of the... I honestly don't get embarrassed too often just because, like, laugh at it. Whatever. Right. But I hate when people say that. So, one of my most embarrassing things is, I don't know if you... I, when you're on your period... You get a little, like, things start to happen in your body. You get a little bit, like, gassier, a little bloated, or whatever. And, like, without a doubt, I was in class one time, sitting next to, like, a really, like, attractive male. And I went to go, like, pick up, like, a really heavyweight, being like, man, I feel so, like, strong today. I'm going to do this. And, not going to lie, I farted. And it was loud enough for like him to like make like some sort of like eye movement and I was like it's cool we're cool that they happen I don't know and it was like right at two when like the song was like transitioning oh yeah so like not only did he hear something of me but like the people behind me heard something the people like next to me heard it and I was just like oh my god everyone farts you know what I mean like everyone does it everyone but does. like not me I didn't do this and it not was right it now. was the unsaid like told truth of like he knew it he we never took class class again together i think he moved countries it's fine (laughs) it was that bad it was that bad yes i don't get like embarrassed but like when like bowel movement movements like that stuff in public is like i think one of the worst and you know what like i remember that story hopefully he doesn't um (laughs) but you move on totally and you just know to like maybe go take like a charcoal pill or like a digestive (laughs) enzyme or like don't work out on your period i don't know i learned some sort of lesson from that just never stand near a male again yeah don't ever like think you're hot shit like when you're talking to like a really cute guy no that's the opposite always think you're hot shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny how if you're like that happens and you're just with friends it's like whatever "Eh, whatever like you laugh about it yep and then as soon as it's like your body knows that you're like ooh, like she's about to talk to a cute boy like what can i do to like really f with her yeah okay one more question yeah what does it mean to you to live life unfiltered live life unfiltered i think kind of like relating it back to like instagram um oftentimes i feel like we put a lot of like the good on instagram and i'm guilty of it sometimes too 
But I really just try to have real conversations with people, try to be myself, um, and just do things that I really enjoy. So I think too often um, people also are very social, they go out for events or whatever it is, they do things because they, they feel like they need to. And I'm very much like a no girl. Yeah. I'm like, my introverted side is like, I don't want to go to that event. I'm not going to go try to be social tonight. Like, take your step back. Enjoy, like, your time alone. It's um, JOMO, the joy of missing out. Joy of missing out, <laughs> yes. And filtered me is like joy of missing out. And I have to find like, a good balance of that. Mm-hmm. But unfiltered me is just like, say no if you want to say no. Don't be like, yeah, let's get lunch and then never get lunch. Like, if you're busy, say you're busy. Or if you don't want to do it, say you don't want to do it. If you want to do it, great. Just be really honest with yourself. And it's going to lead to, like, a much happier you. And I'm all about, like, do you. You know what I mean? Like, don't feel like you need to make other people happy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Well, cheers. Thanks for hanging out. That was so much fun. And we'll have to do it again. Absolutely. I guess we'll have to come back to Austin. Or I can go to Nashville. I haven't been there. Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of Me and My Friends. Hey, if you like freebies, head on over to my website, meandmyfriendspodcast.com for free monthly downloads. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you tune in so you never miss a freebie or an episode. If you screenshot, make sure to share with your friends and tag me at Lou on Instagram. And if you feel called to do so, leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. I'm so grateful for all of you, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. We're warming up for this class, and naturally, I challenge him to, like, a sprint off. So. Yeah. We're sprinting to see who can go faster or longer, and then the the treadmill starts to slow down, and I'm like, okay, I just crushed him, no big deal, and totally just let one slip, and I thought it was going to be like a quiet little situation. Cool. Uh, Well, I'm glad that happened to both of us. Yeah. (laughs) See, it happens to two of the people in the room. It had to happen probably like everyone out there listening. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is.